back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we this evening? Doing pretty good, Marlo. Coming uh, to you on a Monday. Well, you knew that, but I guess yeah. listeners will too because they would have not downloaded it until well, tomorrow. Whatever. They've Here been we- waiting on, on hands, beck and feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, beck and hands feet. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing that. Um, yeah, doing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, Marlo. I had a, a you know, big case of the Mondays. Uh, let's say after a good, good long weekend. Uh, how, how about you? I am doing well. Fabulous. Well, it was a beautiful weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not too cold. Just hanging around, doing the thing, and uh, you know, ready to get back after it. What days can you have cases of? You can have case of the Mondays, right? Yes. Yeah. Case of the Sundays for sure. Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries. Yeah. Are there any other days you can have cases of? Um. Or are those the only two? Yeah. I mean, never, you like, got a case, a case of the Friday. Of you got a case of the Fridays. You right, send it in. You're already out. Yeah. You're already yeah. On the weekend. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You don't really say case of the Friday. No, you case don't. Case has kind of like a negative thing to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, God, case of the Thursdays. You'd be like, what are you even, what are you even talking about? What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even You have mean? off tomorrow? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm gonna try, try that in my normal life. Just bring like a, God, how are you doing today? I got a real case of the Thursdays. It's tough to have a real case of the Wednesdays here. Yeah. Eesh. Man, just, you know, typical Wednesday. <laughs> 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 All right. Sunday, Monday, we figured it out. Only two days you could have cases of. Yeah. Uh, until the next pandemic. I don't know. Nah, too soon. Too soon. So. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and get started, Marlo, oh, on that boy. bright note. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's start. Well duff on the NFL and the, the, the pod derby. And we'll start with the Badgers in the basketball, Marlo. Um, and we'll stay on the high note and talk about the big win, the big comeback win, largest comeback win in Badger, tied for largest comeback win in Badger program history, coming back from 22 points down to defeat the Indiana Hoosiers 64-59, Marlo. Um, never any doubt, right? Never a doubt. Never a doubt. <laughs> Never, not not even in the first half when it seemed like Indiana could all they could just throw up any alley oop they wanted, yeah, uh, or just throw up any three point they wanted, and buckets were just going in. There was never a doubt in the arena. You could tell by the crowd's reaction in the first half that they were whole time thought the Badgers were in this. Um, but wow, real, real talk, that was crazy. It um, was crazy. Um, I. <sighs> I think this was uh, about as, I don't want to say dialed in, but like my post this game happening, the comeback, like I could not get enough of this game. I listened to two podcasts about it. I read <laughs> every article I could find about it. Like yeah. I could, I ate the kind of uh, takes of this game, the rehashing of this game up. I mean, it was, yeah. it was absolutely crazy. The, this did, comeback. did you, did you pay attention to the game from beginning to end? Like yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Did you? Yeah, so I, I, I mean, in the middle, I was I kind didn't of give like, up on that Big Ten championship game with Gary. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I wasn't giving. I wasn't giving up on this. That's true. I didn't give up on it, but it started to like go into the background, right? Okay, I was yeah. started the game on the couch, watching intently, uh, t- 
towards the second, you know, towards his, gets close to the end of the second half. And at halftime, it was kind of just on. I was like, I'm going to do some stuff around. TV's still on. I still can see it. I still can hear it. Yeah. It's not the forefront. As they get into about 10 minutes left, I'm creeping towards the couch more. <laughs> and then uh, this is the, the last, like, seven minutes. I am, well, I wasn't sitting because I was standing because I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, but. Yeah, what a game. I think we'll, I guess we'll just talk about the comeback because who cares about the first half, right? Well, let me just – a note on the first half. Yeah. The first half was exactly what I was afraid of. Uh, Jackson Davis and uh, Reese Thompson, they're big men. They aren't big as you'll see in other Big Ten games, but they're athletic. They work well together. That was my worry going in the game, and it happened in the first half. Uh, and it was like my nightmare in the first half. I'm like, this is exactly what I was worried and what could go wrong. But then, first yeah. half ended. Uh, Greg Gardwin at halftime said, I don't recognize this team. And then the second half happened in the comeback. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very a good point because we had, we had talked about this. Um, we had talked about this on the podcast how, you know, leading into Big Ten play, we're kind of worried about our bigs and other bigs, like you said, athletic bigs. Yeah. Um, and how that was, and that was an actual an adjustment um, that was made coming out in the second half, um, with the way with the way our bigs attacked their bigs, right? Yeah. Uh, so the, we, the we're, way we defended for sure. Yeah, the way way we defended, which was a big, obviously a big, uh, big help, but also the the um, you know big time players step up big time games. Johnny Davis doing Johnny Davis things, uh, coming through in the in the clutch in, and Brad Davidson uh, showing up as well in the second half. But those two, is, uh, along with the with the, uh, or I guess we'll call them yeah, let's call them role players. Why not? Yeah, yeah we'll call them sure. role players. Um, but you know, players Wall and Voigt uh, coming through big. You know, big shots, big defensive plays. First and foremost, we had to have plenty of stops to to get back into that game. And I think it was it's Indiana. I can't find the breakdown, but if I remember correctly, they were shooting some crazy like seventy percent in the first half um, from the field. Maybe it was you know higher sixties, and then came back down in the second half. They shot like twenty something percent to bring the average out to you know thirty uh, something percent, which. I guess water will always find its level, but that was all that was paid in in big part to the defensive effort by Wisconsin. Yeah, the defense definitely picked up the intensity in the second half, and I think your shout out to role players uh, is right on because you know you look at it. Uh, Davis had twenty three points. You know, you, like you said, big players doing what big players do, but nobody else was in double figures. It was everybody chipping in. Um, it was, <clears throat> I mean, Chris Vote had such an amazing impact in the second half and I wonder I mean I want to say hey it was by, by design but Crawl started the second half and he just got his third foul right away and then Vogt came in and played amazing on both ends on the defensive end uh, I think primarily but also on the offensive end finishing four of six he had nine points and I think most importantly uh, got the assist to Johnny Davis on the three pointer that put us ahead 60 to 59 uh, and I mean First of all, what a pass that he yeah. had out of that, at least double, maybe a triple team, uh, to find Davis. And how Davis found his position and got that shot up uh, was absolutely incredible. 60-59 in, in the house is exploding. And I just 
so I guess to take a step back and thinking of the comeback, I mean, I obviously I'm loving it, but I hear them mentioned, you know, a million times. I that might not be an understatement. Okay, it's an overstatement, uh, but. <laughs> I mean, Possibly if you had a nickel for be. every time they mentioned that Indiana hadn't won since 98. Yeah, yeah. It was every second they could mention it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy seeing the the flashback. I mean, Bob Knight's on the sideline. It's 98. Right. Full center still looks fantastic, but uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. And I was thinking about – I was mentally preparing before the comeback to have my, like, my corollary to, uh, hey, you have to be in big games to blow them. You know, you have to have big, long streaks to lose them. I was yeah. fully ready for that take. You're making um, your takes. Got to put it in the pocket for next year. Yeah, it, you know, got to hold on to it. But it is <laughs> it is absolutely unbelievable that they haven't won since 98. I mean, no, it is. The other one, the, right, obviously the other long streak was Wisconsin uh, football over Minnesota. And yeah. Minnesota's had good teams, but you never really thought that Minnesota was like a better program than Wisconsin was in those right. years, right? Yeah. Wisconsin hasn't always been better than Indiana basketball in the last freaking 20 years or whatever it is. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's well one when that when that like stat started flying around, I, I forgot which was or uh, tweeted it out about there's not a player on the on the current roster who was alive the last time. And I was like, okay, yeah, here it comes. Cool. That's the, that's the big jinx. That was the big jinx. And that's all I could think about. Um, you know, and they're, as you were saying, they were saying a million times, talking about this is a business trip. They're, they're, they're here. Uh, they've been hearing about it. And I was like, you guys shut up. <laughs> let them, shut up. Let, let the game, let it the game got, play. So long in the game, it made us Badger fans feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> But then all of a sudden That's it true. flipped, and it had to make Indiana fans, you know, want to. Well, then it became the curse of, right? right? They're right. like, I, I wonder if it's, if it's creeping in. It's like I don't think it's creeping into these kids who weren't alive. But hey, <laughs> but we'll go for it. We'll go for it. Yeah, it was, it was great. And so there were so many moments during the comeback where I was like, ah, oh, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, because right? yeah. we, we hung around about eight points down for. for seemed like forever and there were so many points where it's like oh this three had gone in or this had happened the one that's sticking out to me is uh vote had that put back dunk when it was like five points or or whatever i don't remember the exact score but it was like this complete momentum he has this just put back dunk and the place is ready to erupt and somehow he misses the dunk and i just kind of like thought to myself like just not meant to be just not meant to be. <laughs> and it kept happening until i guess you know davis made that three-pointer to put us up but it just it was so crazy because there were so many instances where I just thought ah, it's not going to be until it was, and, and we kind of overcame that hump uh, in large part to what Wisconsin did, but also I think ah, what was Indiana doing in the second half? They scored 17 points in the second half, and like you said, it seemed like they were getting whatever kind of shot they wanted. Yeah, a lot of kind of ridiculous ones went in, but they just looked like a team that didn't wasn't interested in scoring the second half anymore until they had to, but then they had to, and it was a different kind of uh, intensity from the Badgers at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. And um, speed of consuming everything from it, I think it just seemed like at this game, it was like, oh, this is the Johnny Davis I, I don't know, coming out party. Like the highlight dunks, obviously the, the three-pointer yep. um, to put everyone up with the, right, this is my house. 
reactions. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. still looking for that gift, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, who's ever out there, please make it for me. I don't know how to make them. I just find them. Uh, so, yeah. And obviously, you know, the 23 points and error, but those those seem to stick out in my head as, you know, as I was replaying those games. So, yeah, what a game. What a, what a high. What a feeling. Uh, taking out Indiana, being down 22. And I guess, uh, last point I had, uh, Chucky Hepburn shot terribly during the game, but he came mm-hmm. up to the free throw line in the last minute and made uh, four free throws. Yeah. And I said first points at the Without free throw line with, 20, with 24 seconds left. That's what I wrote. Yeah. yeah. It just, no flinching. Nothing but net. I mean, you could tell earlier in the game he missed that one three-pointer long, considerably long. Uh, and then uh, didn't shoot, I don't think, the rest of the game, but came up and got his first points with 24 seconds left. Absolutely uh, ice in the veins, as the kids say. Uh, so a great win. Um, kind of riding high. Yeah. I wrote crowd reaction down. What was I going to say to that? Oh, um, so I was watching the game, and, you know, I know there's a lot of, let's say, argument over the atmosphere at Camp, uh, Camp Randall at the Kohl Center, yep. right? Students are in the corner or on this baseline, uh, whereas in a lot of other schools, Big Ten schools, they're along along the uh, sideline. Yep. It seemed like they impact fans more. And I was watching it, and people who were tweeting from the game were saying how crazy the crowd was, hmm. but it was not being picked up on the TV. I agree. Um, but, yeah, then I, I wa- go ahead. but then I watch Michigan State, where the fans are right along. I just think it's where the microphones are. I guess mm-hmm. is my long point is mm-hmm. um, one. I think the crowd was dead in the first half, maybe rightfully so because the yeah. kind of sucked in the first half. But you still want to see some energy, whatever. But um, like I was watching games all weekend, and the Cole Center sounded dead on the TV, and I just think a little bit of that was production value. Just the microphones weren't. Like along the sideline, because I can't imagine Michigan State was that much more hype to beat Penn State than we were in a 22 point comeback, uh, where people kind of at the stadiums said everybody was going nuts. Yeah, I felt the same way watching it. I, I talked to some people that were at the game, and they had the, they said the same thing that it was just super loud. It's probably the loudest they ever, you know, been at the Cole Center, and it was crazy. Yeah. And I was thinking the same thing. I did not come through in the television. So yeah, what's up, BTN? Put yeah. some, put some. What do you, what do you call those? Nat, the Nat audio in, the natural audio microphones in. Yeah, get some, get know. some of that atmosphere coming through the TV. Yeah, come on, big today. Making us look bad. I think they're doing our purpose, trying to make us look bad. Trying to make us look bad. Well, yeah, yeah. So they can else? continue the narrative. Yeah. Well, speaking of look bad, looking bad. Yeah. <laughs> on the weekend, Wisconsin traveled to Ohio State, losing seventy-three to fifty-five. Marlo, I have a whole list of excuses uh, for this, but where do you want to begin? Well, I like forgetting this. This is exactly why I'm not ready for, for basketball yet. Because I would have loved to just, I was riding the high, but then there was another game, and I couldn't just keep that high for a whole week. <laughs> I couldn't come on this podcast and only yeah. talk about this high, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, what the hell? Here, I just gotta get. I'm not. I'm not in mid. I'm not in mid four. I'm not in mid mid season four yet the, with this. Ups and downs of the uh, ups and ups and downs of college basketball weeks. Um, so yeah, but yeah, the loss of Ohio State, I uh, I guess high level, just seemed like we were a step slow, uh, all game, 
It mm-hmm. it just wasn't the spunk wasn't wasn't there. Don't know if it was the emotional. I know, and we were also missing guys still from protocol. Um, but it just seemed like they didn't have that. They were half step slow, except for Johnny Davis because that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> and the you know the rest of the team's there, but it's clear that you know Johnny Davis can't do it all himself. He's gonna need mm-hmm. he's gonna need some sort of help. Um, and that was not there on Saturday. Yeah, definitely a game in which they missed, uh, I guess, the guards who weren't there um, mm. in the game. And I, I guess my my main excuse is I just chalked this up to first Big Ten road game. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about the role players and how they contributed to the Indiana game and that comeback. And when you look at this team, who showed up? Johnny Davis, Brad Davison, mm-hmm. everybody else really struggled. Everybody else really had a hard time in their first, uh, not our first true road game, but our first Big Ten road game against a Big Ten team. And as we kind of look, a a good Big Ten team, I guess uh, I wanted to say there, um, in Ohio State, who is not going to drop, I don't think is going to drop a lot of games at home. And next excuse, ready to move on to the next excuse? So first one, one. tough, tough opponent, Big Ten road game. First yep. road game for a young team. Excuse number two. I'm going to do a little bit of a matchup excuse. Oh. Um, you know, we talked about going into the Indiana game. Uh, their bigs. Uh, E.J. Liddell, possibly the worst matchup for us. <laughs> he was 11 <laughs> for 16 uh, from the field, 28 points. I mean, just ate us up. Uh, is able to shoot from outside. And I think that's where we're really going to struggle uh, defensively with our bigs is the – you know, I guess both, but my initial thought was it's going to be the the big bruisers, right? Like the the Kofi Coburn. I keep going back to. I think we're going to struggle with him. But I, the more I watch, I'm not sure that that's the case when we have Kroll and Vote out there. Um, I think it's these athletic guys who, you know, they're bigs, right? But they can go outside. They can hit shots. They can move well. Uh, they can take you off the dribble. That's what EJ Liddell is, who's. You know, I don't, it feels like he's been there forever. Um, Key as well played pretty well for him too, but it just was a tough matchup for for our bigs. So that's excuse number two, the bigs uh, or the matchup. Excuse me, the matchup, matchup. with the bigs. Bigs matchup. Um, number three, I think we already said was missing a couple uh, a couple of key players because uh, or no, that was I'm sorry, I'm thinking the Indiana game where Hepburn was out in the first half and we really struggled with point guard play. Shoot, all right, I'm still. Half an excuse. Somebody didn't play. That's an excuse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just didn't think this team was ready to win a Big Ten. This type of Big Ten game on the road. No refs excuse. Do I even know you? I don't have a specific one just because it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't that close uh, yeah. to to really get one. Let's just say John Davis had four personal fouls, and there's no way that dude has four fouls in the game. Let's come on. Yeah, it's too smooth. For um, but we, we I, I I should say we should say that you know they had been playing with fire with this get down and come back thing for the last couple games. Yep. Um, and you know it was it was bound to, to catch up to them, and they did on this one. Got down, weren't able to really catch that. That's a fire for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, but I think that is something to take away from the last week in general is got to get away from these 
I don't know if you want to, if you want to call it a slow start or just getting down, uh, getting down early, and, and then trying to work your way back because it does take your toll on you in the long run. Yeah, but way harder to do on the road yeah. than at home. Yes, um, for sure. I my I guess last thought in this game was how much would this game have sucked if we didn't come back and beat Indiana? Oof, that'd be tough. Like if we were sitting here today being zero two in the Big Ten. Losing yeah. that home game to Indiana, going on the road, getting our butts kicked by Ohio, Ohio State. I mean, it, it, we'd have a very different tune. <laughs> feel, <laughs> very absolutely, different tune. feel absolutely terrible. Um, but I think if you look at these two games in combination, a win at home against Indiana, a loss at Ohio State, kind of what you hope for, what you would have expected. I obviously yep. hope for more, right? But realistically, kind of where you expected to be at. And you can I think live that's, with the split. I can live with the split. Yeah, I think that's what the Big Ten is going to be. If if Wisconsin's going to be successful, you got to win your home games, uh, and you got to be competitive on the road. They weren't competitive at Ohio State, uh, and I'm. It gets me really worried for what road games are going to be like in the Big Ten. Granted, we did win what that Georgia Tech game. Yes. Yep. So we did. We have won a road, a close road game. Uh, although, who was I watching? Georgia Tech lost to LSU. Right. That didn't make me feel great. Um, <laughs> I think LSU's ranked. Which is feels weird, but I think I saw that. I don't know. I was half watching. I was falling asleep. Um, yeah. Prime nap time. No, it was a night game. It was a night game. So real bad. Um, anyway, so I think uh, there was a weird play that I was kind of half watching the Cardinals Rams game here. Uh, I, I, I guess I don't want to say a sign of things to come, but I think this might be. An up and down season, depending on on home versus road, because it is a young team, uh, and I think you know it's just tough to win on the road in the Big Ten. So, I think this is a sign of things to come. I guess is what I'm saying. All right, uh, all right. Next week, uh, the only game is against Nichols Wednesday. Sure. Yeah, finals so we, week. So we got what two, three games out of non conference here uh, before the the brunt of the conference schedule. Um, begins so. Now they say that I, I don't know that for sure. So let me let me <laughs> let me do a quick you know. Uh, I love my schedule. schedule checks. Go look at the oh, schedule. Sorry, three games, three games here uh, to get us through the end of the year. Um, non-conference against uh, I guess non-power five teams, and then we start the Big Ten season on January third at Purdue. No thanks. Whoa. No okay. Thanks. Um, all right. That's, uh, I guess, speaking of Purdue, uh, pulled to Wisconsin, got their first number one ranking, and lost their first game. Two. So, good job by them. Losing at Rutgers. At Rutgers. So, as we talked about, they, they're going to go, they're punched their ticket to the national title game. Pretty much how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, uh, but what a shot, Ron Harper Jr. Is a junior or is he a third? He's a junior. I think he's a junior. Yeah, Ron Harper Jr., that uh, makes turned the, that's I, turned, a I turned old, it off. You turned it off. I turned it off. When Ooh. Purdue got up like ten in the second half, I was like, "Yeah, I don't need. I need to watch this because Rutgers, uh, they can't shoot, <laughs> <laughs> so it's really frustrating. I don't know how. I honestly, I still don't know how they came back in that game because uh, they were shooting bricks all game, and I was like, "This is not fun to watch anymore." So I turned it off. So I missed the comeback, and I missed the game-winning shot. I've obviously, obviously seen it since then, but I missed it. Uh, I missed it live. <laughs> so bummer, bummer. Guess congratulations, Rutgers. Yeah, congratulations, Rutgers. Good you one. did it. The rack. Yeah, intimidation. 
All right, and that's it around the Big Ten. There we go. Uh, all right, more Badgers. Uh, volleyball continues to dominate. Sweeps again this week against UCLA and Minnesota. Felt good to win the border battle with Minnesota. Um, Did we get the axe back? I don't think they do the axe in, in, in <laughs> the it. volleyball. Okay, just um, asking. I will. I'll check, though. I'll check with my sources and get back to you. Um yeah, they were they were really good. It's so weird watching volleyball. Just it, it's again, it's it's my lack of knowledge of the sport, but I just feel like it's all going to fall apart at any moment. It's like I'm just <laughs> watching, kind of waiting for the worst. And I guess that's just a peek into how I am as a, a sports fan, just hoping <laughs> uh, to avoid disaster at all points. But uh, I shouldn't have because we just. We just dominated. I've just seen so many of these games where it just flips on a switch and all of a sudden it's different. And I don't understand why, so I don't know why it couldn't happen to Wisconsin. Uh, but it hasn't yet. And they haven't lost a set in the tournament. So that is pretty incredible. They play in the Final Four. They're down to the Final Four now. Uh, Thursday at 6 p.m. against number one overall seeded Louisville. Uh, and then if they win that, they play in the NCAA Championship uh, the other side, oh, shoot, I don't have it down here. It's Nebraska and somebody. It's Nebraska in the three seed. Nebraska's the 10 seed. Mm. So there you go. It would All be right. Saturday where's, at 6 Where's 30. the final four? Columbus, Cleveland? Columbus? I think it's Columbus. I think it's Columbus. I think I remember Columbus. I'll get it. All right. Actually. That's close now enough. That, now that you we- mention it, I, uh, I have a way in which to find it uh, because I, I saved it, but I didn't put it a link in. So I'm stalling to pull it up, and nope, didn't do it. Oh, I got to go to likes. Here we go. Oh. Still stalling. Columbus. It is Columbus. It is All Columbus. Right. We can make it. And There's the six. It's Nebraska and Pitt. Pitt is the three seed. Nebraska is the ten seed. That one is after the Badger game, which I presume you'd only want to watch if the Badgers win. <laughs> Correct. No chance. I said after the Badgers lose. Uh, the championship Saturday at 6.30. And um, Wisconsin, uh, the semifinals are in ESPN, but the finals are on ESPN too. Whoa. I guess, well, we'll talk about why they might not be on ESPN. Yeah, we'll get All to right. that. All right, more Badgers on the football. Uh, I guess sad news, at least the sad video. I Well, it was inspiring slash sad. Uh, Colin Wilder has some sort of injury, which we, you know, research department still working on, uh, and will be out for the bowl game, uh, and has now effectively played his last game for Wisconsin. Yeah, which, oh yeah, it's sad to hear, but his last game was last at ten seconds, which sucks. Um, as I know you how as that you're... goes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait! Why did I make it in front of myself? I don't know. I don't know. I could have that taken that good. another way. Oh man! <laughs> but oh. as you know, Wilder uh, was ejected on the first play of the Minnesota game. Yeah. Um. So that sucks. But yeah, video very touching. Uh, wish him the best. Obviously, you know, brought a. Uh, brought some of that toughness, brought some leadership to to what was a you know a pretty incredible defense the last couple couple seasons. Yeah. Uh, so it really sucks to hear. I mean, was the grip factory guy right? Isn't yeah. wasn't he the? Uh, He's the original. You know, initial guy that that was yeah. about. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
really sucks. And in hindsight, makes me even more pissed about that uh, targeting call. Uh, just to know that he, you know, <laughs> what a shitty way to end your college career for a guy who's been so instrumental to, uh, as you mentioned, the Wisconsin defense. But I think, you know, just the program as a whole, the mentality and whatnot. So it absolutely stinks that he will not play in the bowl game. Uh, but it seems like, you know, huge affinity for the program and uh, all around a great guy. Um, elsewhere, uh, on the recruiting front, uh, you know, we keep our nose to the grindstone on this. Well, follow people on Twitter, I guess. Um, <laughs> a couple weird, de- well, a weird decommit and a not, uh, non-commit, I guess. Well, non-commit, there was a offensive lineman out of Wisconsin who's going to Notre Dame yeah. instead of Wisconsin. Although in hindsight, I guess he was always kind of leaning Notre Dame, but we were just kind of hoping. Uh, yeah. But did end up going to Notre Dame. And look, if you go to Notre Dame to play offensive line, it's one of those things like uh, when uh, Tyler Harrow went to Kentucky. It's like if Kentucky comes, like I get it. <laughs> you know? Like obviously, as a Wisconsin fan, and, you know, born and raised in Wisconsin, like I think Wisconsin has the best. Offensive line, you know, offensive line, you or whatever, right? I get it. Yep. I think that, but I totally understand if you want to play offensive line going to Notre Dame. That makes complete sense to me. Yeah, yeah this is one of those, you know, uh, you know, stories where you start talking about locking down the border. What's wrong yeah. with the program? We can't can't get our kids. It's like okay, it's like you said, it's, it's one kid, uh, is and it happens to be an offensive lineman. So we think we are, um. We think we are bestowed to get every offensive lineman that is somewhat decent in Wisconsin to come to Wisconsin. That's not going to happen, um, especially when you're when you're highly toted. Like you have your pick of the litter, and if Notre Dame comes out, Alabama comes shocking, you're probably going to pick that. Let's be honest. Let's be real. It's a it's a it's a different level. Well, you know, uh, you know what I mean. Right. But um, so. Yeah, I- I don't. I think this story got kind of blown up. It, it, it kind of was everywhere. Maybe it was a slow day, um, but I, you know, like you said, I, I guess I get it, and maybe I'm the weirdo for getting it. Yeah. Well, it's obviously disappointing, and yeah, you know, I'd rather he came and played for Wisconsin, but um, and you know, lock the border down, all that sort of thing, and all that's all that's true. Um, but I, I don't know. I I just have a. Sometimes I have a little hard time getting all caught up in, in the recruiting in, the, in that sense. Like I'm going to get really frustrated about it. Because uh, yeah. one of the things that makes Wisconsin so good, and I guess also you counterpoint to my point I'm making now, I'm going to make <laughs> in the middle of my argument, is this is why we're not making that next step. But, <laughs> but you know, we can find another guy. We've been able to find other guys in turn, uh, guys into quality offensive linemen. Uh, although, again, counterpoint to my point. <laughs> Maybe not the best year for that uh, argument, but uh, you know, I get it. I guess I get it. Like like you said, yeah. uh, we also had uh, uh, the transfer. I can't even remember his name now. Shoot, um, the cor- the cornerback coming from Michigan State, yeah, uh, decommitted from us and is going to Kansas, which was very what? Strange. Yeah, what? I mean, I was pretty you know excited to get a a known. Tr- college you know a known player in the big 10 to, to come over the defense as we know have had some trouble in that position in the secondary um it's been a weak spot so i was excited to shore that up and i think i saw the decommit first 
and then saw where the decubit was going, and it just didn't make any sense. The opposite reason of the O-line guy, right? Yeah. Like, you, you, you come into Wisconsin. I don't know. There has to be something I don't know about, uh, but I don't know how you go to a team that wins a game a year, a game a year, and think that's a better decision. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I, I guess when he first committed uh, to Wisconsin, I uh, remember being really excited about him. People are like, he's coming from the worst pass defense in the Big Ten, I think. So <laughs> don't get your hopes up too much. So I'm, I, I kind of reverted back to that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, I just don't get something about recruiting because if you're a cornerback and I just look at Wisconsin's defense and it's like, hey, look, you're going to have an opportunity to prove you can cover somebody one-on-one. Yes. Like you're going to go against, uh, you know, Big Ten level um, wide receivers. Now he's going to go to the pack. Or excuse me, the Big Twelve. So it's not like sure. there's going to there's not a dearth of wide receivers there. But you're going to be in opportunities where you're put an island and have to prove you have to defend and get a chance to do that. And that seems more in a better scheme defense for all intents and purposes. Seems like a better option to me. But yeah, whoever is the recruiter else. at Kansas, we just need to get them. Because what a job. What a job. Yeah, very strange. Anyway, uh, that's the um, recruiting, our ear to the recruiting uh, grindstone. This Again, I'm going back to the grindstone thing, Marlon. I don't you know. love the grindstone. You live for the it's grindstone. It's just a saying. I don't, I don't, ear to the, ear to the something. <laughs> ear to the ground. Random, at least things that blow up on recruiting Twitter that we actually see. Um yeah. All right. Uh, next thing, Marlo, before we move out of college, um, we got to get going on this uh, special podcast for the Bulls because they start on Friday. Yeah, yeah I do. I knew it was going to sneak up on us. I knew it, and it but has. You did not think it was going to be this week. No way. No way you thought it was. Gonna I, be this I I didn't think it was be this week. I thought it'd be like next week. All right. To be fair, if you told me they start on the seventeenth, I would say that sounds reasonable. <laughs> But I think the shocker is, hey, we're four days away from that. And I'm like, holy crap, how did that happen? How was it December 13th? Fair. Yeah. I think we'll start in the 17th. Wow. Yeah, it just gets earlier and earlier. But uh, here we are, bowl season. We're definitely maybe going to find a time to record that. Yeah. So there's a couple things we got to do, right? We have to record our special bowl podcast. Boom. Okay. Um, We have to find what bowls we're going to go to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, to there. So we got those things to figure out before Thursday. <laughs> okay. So we'll figure it out. I'm gonna put it on the list. Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, first bowl, just for a taste, Marlo, is the uh, Bahamas Bowl. Yeah. In Nassau, Bahamas. Yeah. Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Dude. I mean, Middle Excited. Tennessee, six and six. You know, they're just happy to be there, being bowl eligible. <laughs> Toledo has green uniforms, right? Um, do they? No, they like yellow. I don't know. What am I thinking about? All right. Well, tune in next week for maybe uh, or, or a special podcast. Excuse me. Where you find out special podcast, but make whether sure or not Toledo has green uniforms. <laughs> make sure you tune at noon on ESPN on Thursday for the Bahamas. Can't miss. Can't miss football. They are not green. 
I'm seeing like a bluish color. They have white and they have yellow. Hmm. I don't know where you're going. I don't know where you're going. I don't know where I always go with green. <laughs> no idea. No idea. I might have rooted for them if they were green. I'm not going to root for them if they're this yellow color. All right. On to the NFL, Marlo. Um... I know you've been waiting for this, Marley. This is, you know, you. This is why you wanted to talk today. Um, I was going to say I was going to be mean. I think I'm going to be a little mean. I'm going to try not to be too mean. All right, Packers, Bears play at Lambeau. Packers win forty-five to thirty. Um, I guess first of all, I want to apologize to our fellow fans who are listening um, for not recording during the game because I did listen to. Uh, the Pardon My Take podcast today in which they recorded during the game and uh, Big Cat's reactions were hilarious and I only wish we could have gotten Marlo's reactions uh, live during that game. It would have been absolutely amazing. <laughs> God damn it. I Yeah, whatever. Um, no, it, it, probably would have been, it probably would have been gold. It probably would have been gold on both sides. Let's be real. On both sides. Um it probably would have been gold. What a game. What a, Well, what a second quarter. How about that? There what a second quarter. It was... That, what did they have? Five touchdowns in the second quarter? There, It was some sort of record or something. Yeah, it was... Right, it was four... Was it... 20, it was 42 points scored, right? That's what it was. Total. Yeah. 42 points scored total in the second quarter, which is wild. Um, 45 points. 45 points. Woof. Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, what a, what a quarter. I think, I mean, for me, yeah, you're right. It would have been weird. Cause I know at halftime, like it was, is it a halftime? Even, even, so even with Justin Fields throwing a pick six, we were in the game at halftime, yeah. which is kind of wild. Um, but I did text my brother at halftime. Oh, uh, wh- what gut wrenching way is this going to end for us? Um, and then the first two possessions of the second half to happen, and I said, "There it is, there it is." Although they did, you know, I, I gave the Bears. They didn't just fold. There was some fight in there. Were a couple of BS calls and big moments that I, I, I don't know if they're BS, but I question. Could have gone either way. Not that, okay. not that it would change the total outcome, but I think the game, the game might have been different. Um, but. Here's a, I'll do my positives, right? I'm going to okay. stay positive on this on a four and whatever season, four and nine right now. Um, I think Justin Fields is growing. He's still a rookie, but there's okay. definitely the upside is there. I don't care what anyone says. Like, you can see the upside. Um, it's definitely there. There are some young players that you could keep on the cheap that – can fill in for when the house when the house will probably get cleaned after a season. So hopefully the cover isn't completely bare. Um, and on top of that, I, it makes it makes me feel I don't I don't know I I don't know if I believe this truthfully, but it makes me feel that we're closer than further away because the last hmm. two games with the Packers has been an actual contest um, for the most part. So. Those, those are my positives. Wow. My negatives is what the hell is Nagy doing punting on fourth and one when you're down with like five minutes to go and you're giving it back to Aaron Rodgers. So freaking stupid. 
Yeah, not not a great decision. Hindsight, Marlo, he says he probably would have gone for it. If that makes oh, thanks. Better. That makes me feel said, much better. He said something that, along the lines of, when you look at the tape, you wish you could have had that decision over again. Something along those lines. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you, yeah, you, you know how that feels. Your, you your know how that feels. Your in-game decision-making. What, are you implying something about kicking a field goal? I'm not sure what you're implying. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, how that feels. You know what we learned in this game, Marlo? What's that? You can't advance muffed kicks or onside kicks. We all learned that's that. stupid. That's dumb. I guess I agree. With, I agree. With, I don't know if you heard them talk. You were talking about it. I, I, I can understand the reasoning for the muff punts. I don't understand for the for the kickoff. That doesn't make any sense. That should be fair game. It's a live ball. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, the 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 muff punt one is essentially right. There's no, no one else is back there. They're not set up to defend such a thing, right? Yeah, like it, or, it would be, it would be almost like too easy or whatever. It, yeah, it would be too punishing, I guess, for, uh, for the recovering or for the receiving team. Um, onside kicks, I kind of get in a similar logic, but I will go to hey. Safety of the players. You can't have just guys running around out there returning muffed onside kicks. Somebody's going to get hurt. Oh, God. That's, that's what I'm going no. with. That's what you're yeah, going with? That's not good okay. I'm going to go with, how about you like treat this like players? Like, how about you don't muff the punt? And then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, who is the guy? Uh, oh, shoot. The Packer who hit off of. Was it Rodgers? What is it, Valdez Gandling? Uh Whoever it was. Uh, was it MVS? I think it was MVS. Yeah, he should not be on the hands team. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? Uh, which which was worse, that onside recovery where it actually got to the guy or the one in the Browns game where it just hit off the lineman or the guy who was blocking? <laughs> <laughs> worst way to lose an onside kick. <laughs> the getting hit. Just getting, the guy just getting straight hit. pelted. Yeah, yeah, just getting straight pelted. Yeah, Although you make a point, you make a point. You're on the hands team and it hits you in the hands, and yeah, you don't get it. Yeah, and it's the guy on your team who a, like his thing is, hey, he drops some balls sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fast, but he drops the ball sometimes. Maybe not have him on the hands team. I don't know. Uh, and Packers are not said kicks. Ugh, my God, um, Packers are special teams, man. Crazy. Speaking of looking for the positive, oh, special teams. I was going to save this for later, Marlo. Um, they oh, have, I see that. My bad. I took away your thunder. That's all right. That's all right. Um, you brought it up. So they've uh, the Packers special teams has reached historic levels. They're thirty <laughs> second punt returns yards allowed, thirty second in kick return yards allowed, thirtieth in kick return yards made, 29th in punt returns yards made, thirty first in field goal percentage, thirty second in PFF special teams grade. Last or. Th- I guess third to last is our best category. Yeah, you know what? Those are some warts, man, that can creep up when you when it comes to playoff time. Just saying. I, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I, I don't know if you heard about it, Marlo, but it is literally one third of the game. <laughs> there are three phases. <laughs> it is one third of the game. The Packers are statistically the worst at that one third of the game. Uh, but we don't need to get ma- negative. Before we stick on that, Marlo, let's focus on the positive. It's mm. a happy feeling because the funniest, one of the funniest things about this game was how, as the Packers were essentially scoring to go ahead, 
uh, Matt Nagy was talk. They were quoting Matt Nagy about how happy he was at halftime. Oh, it's hilarious! Okay. It is hilarious. Oh, whatever. He should be happy at halftime. He won. He won a half. What he else is he gonna? What else? What else is he gonna celebrate right now? Dead man walking. He won a half. He can go home. He went home that night and said, "Honey, I won a half against the Packers." I. Oh no! Out of bounds. I feel like I might be starting to feel bad for Matt Nagy. Not feeling <laughs> bad. That might not be the right thing. Um, look, he's in a terrible spot. He's been like essentially fired, and like just after these games, like the Lions game, he's like, "Oh man, what a victory! We beat the Lions." And like you look at it, and you know, from I think our viewpoint, it's like. Really? Like, come on. But from his viewpoint, dude's fighting for his life. You know, he's like, yeah. he probably still thinks he's coaching for his job uh, or maybe the next job. Uh, and like, in that position, I could, I'm trying to, like, I put myself in that position. I'm like, hey, man, we just had a great half and that was fun. And we had these big plays and it looked like I did something creative. Like, how great is this? You know? And, I guess I feel for him a little bit, but then the results happen, and you're like, really, dude? (laughs) (laughs) I get where he's coming from, but also it's the Lions, and also it's the first half, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's... I don't know if you know, there's two halves of the game, four quarters, three phases. I'm surprised you're so optimistic on the Bears. I... What else am I going to do? What else am I going to do? I mean... It's gonna. There's gonna be sweeping changes, and it's all gonna depend on what those changes are. But I, I do. I, I mean, I, I'll be up on it. Like I think, I think Justin Fields can be somebody. Um, you know, he has, he has the tools. He's just making like some of those rookie like stare down mistakes, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, and then, yeah, they pointed that out on that pick six. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, it can see the progression throughout the season, and that progression is good, right? It's, there were um, a lot of jump passes today or yesterday. There, yeah, there were a lot. There were a lot. Well, he was trying to emulate Aaron Rodgers. Leave him alone. That's what happened. He like, jumps see. like straight up. Yeah. Well, he has a better vert than Aaron Rodgers. What do you want to do about it? He can't help maybe, athleticism. Maybe he can't help. He can't help how his <laughs> <laughs> jumps vertical and throws. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's true. If at the end of the day, you just. If you can say, I think Justin Fields can be the guy, that's probably a better spot than, uh, or I guess that's what you can hang your hat on, or where yeah. you can always come back to and have a little bit of reassurance that you maybe haven't had in, I don't know, quite some time, let's say. Yeah. Anything else on the Bears? Um, yeah, we get, them in prime, we get them in prime time again. Yeah. There we go, America. Uh, well, season's over. See, in, out of the playoffs, all that. Yeah, we, we're not in the we're not in the hunt graphic anymore. So that's not good. I don't know. Are, are we? Was there, are we mathematically eliminated? I don't. I don't, know. I don't think so. Technically, because I think with that extra playoff spot, I think there's like a chance it can go poorly uh, for yeah. everybody else. That's that'd be fantastic. You, you could still go nine and eight, right? Or are you? You're four and eight. Four nine. Four nine. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, it's not going to happen. Four and nine. So Let's you, yeah, Either a lot way, of not teams in the NFC would have to lose, but I don't think you're mathematically eliminated. Yeah. Yet. So that's fun. I guess optimism. 
Um, the Vikings game will probably come down to the last play. The Vikings lost to the Lions, so there's a chance there you go. for a win. So there we go. All right. Uh, I guess I have one more thing on the Packers. Uh, another offensive line injury, uh, Billy Turner, uh, I think he hurt his knee, and the initial report from Matt LaFleur was hopefully he won't miss the full season, which is not a great starting point for an injury, and uh, a, a banged-up offensive line continues to get more banged up. Uh, hopefully Bakhtiari can come back at some point and provide some sort of stability to that tackle position. Um, but a banged up offensive line continues to be to be banged up. Um, that's all I got on the Packers. Anything else interesting uh, happened this week in your uh, NFL world, Marlon? That you want to talk about before we move on to? It was the week of the comeback. Yeah, um, there were quite a bit of of like double double digit fourth quarter comebacks. Um, some of them were overcome, some were not, but it was, you know, like the Dallas-Washington game. Dallas was up big. Washington found its way back in. That was funny. Oh, what wasn't, what didn't have a comeback, which was hilarious, was, did you see the, the Raiders-Kansas City game? I watched way too much of it, which is uh, going to be my complaint here in a moment. <laughs> but it was the old uh, Raiders stomping on the, on the old 50-yard line logo. Kansas City says no, 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 and comes out and just plops on him. That was funny. Uh, who else had a comeback, though? Oh, it was San Fran. San Fran. Or Cincinnati came back when the San Fran won. Yeah. And similarly, Cle- uh, Baltimore came back and Cleveland won. Yeah. Yes. There, that was both, the other one. They're both. I think they were, um, all, were all those games like in the early slot. I think that's what it was. It was like the early slot games were all like these weird comebacks. Uh, Cincinnati was a later one, but the other ones were in oh, the yeah. early one. Um okay. Yeah, I was annoyed because I was watching. So the two games on were Dallas, Washington, and Kansas City, uh, Las Vegas. Both, neither of which were games, and I kept flipping back and forth, just waiting for one of them to cut to a different game. Yes, but CBS and Fox just kept on these two, and I, I didn't even know that Dallas, Washington became a game. I just assumed it was over, but I guess it, it became close after uh, I, because eventually CBS went to Baltimore, Cleveland, which I ended up watching. But for three quarters, I'm watching these games that just were not interesting whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I turn them off? No, I just flipped back and forth and was annoyed. <laughs> but it was a really boring opening slate, and I guess everything got crazy at the end. But for yeah. You know, three three and a half quarters. God, I was bored watching football, and that normally normally doesn't happen. And at least normally, I have like a some sort of like a rooting interest, or it's like an NFC North team or something. But like, this was just two favorites beating the crap out of uh, the underdogs, and I'm like, this is not fun to fun to root for, or be interested in. So uh, that was my complaint about the weekend. Got to get yourself a red zone, man. Tampa Bay Buffalo was also uh, like that. Buff- oh yeah, got a, Tampa Bay got Tampa a big Bay. Buffalo came back and forced overtime. That's right. Is oh. that you're the comeback man? Connor's having a game. Too late. Too little. Too late for my fantasy team. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, okay, just to briefly talk about it. Uh, yeah. Thursday night, I forgot to change my lineup and left Alvin Cook on the bench. So that was fun. Ooh. He had like 36, 37 points. So. Even worse, it wouldn't have mattered. 
Ooh. That's how, you know, I'm great at this fantasy football thing. It's a lot of fun. All right, let's look at it next <laughs> week, Marl. Uh, you already referenced uh, the Vikings. Uh, excuse me, the Bears are playing the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Sweet. In Chicago. Can't wait. Um, hopefully the Mannings are on it. That's, you know, what we can can really root for there. The Mannings, I guess. Um, have you seen the Caesars commercial with the, the Mannings? Have yes. Have you seen this? Yep. Uh, Cooper's hilarious in that. He's just like in the background, just happy to be there. He goes, Cooper's my favorite. And he's like, hey, how about that? I, I don't know. I just love that. Uh, <laughs> good for good for Cooper. Uh, Packers are at Baltimore. That's going to be the 325 game. So the late afternoon game, probably for most people, uh, obviously here in Wisconsin. Uh, and it sounds like uh, Lamar Jackson is going to play which it didn't seem like the way he left the field, but he is listed as day-to-day, and they are expecting him to play. So, um, darn it. I was hoping the Packers would kind of catch a break there. Uh, you know we need one, Marlo. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's some prayers. Was, I mean, obviously I want – I don't you know wish for injury, but it did seem like that was more serious than um, – it appears to be um, – I don't know how good Baltimore is. They have a lot of injuries. Kind of hope uh, hope for a good result there. And I'm clicking on it to see if there's an early line. Packers are favored by five and a half. Marlo, do you want to venture a guess on the, the Vikings-Bears line? Uh, I have to say Vikings by seven. Oh, you're, six, six and a half. You're way too high. Three and a half. Only three and a half. No way. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins like to keep keep it close. He likes to get as efficiently quarterback rating as he can to be in a close game. That's apparently the way he operates. Uh, anything else interesting as you look ahead to next week, Marlo? Um, I'll just uh, to interrupt. I asked you, but I'm going to say first. Uh, Go for it. Go for it. Great Thursday night game, Kansas City, Los Angeles for uh, Rams. Uh, sorry, Ooh, excuse me. I saw Rams. This is a good Thursday night game. Uh. The team that wins this is kind of, I feel like, is going to be in the driver's seat of that NFC West or AFC West. Jeez, I'm all over the place here. Uh, so, win two Saturday games, Marlo. Whew. Oh, that's right. It's that time of year. Two Saturday games. I don't know if they realized they were going to go up against some of these bowl games that we're going to get to in our special podcast, but maybe the NFL should rethink that. Yeah, they have no shot. The ratings are tank. 3 30 on Saturday. That's going to be going up against the Independence Bowl. Just to let you know. PYU UAB. It's going to be hard to turn away from that one. Um, <laughs> all right. Anything else? <laughs> no, I got another. Uh, next week, Sunday night, New Orleans, Tampa. Uh, and uh, New England, Indianapolis. That's on Saturday. I think that'll be a good one. At least we could watch Jonathan Taylor. All right. That's the NFL. Anything else, NFL? No, that's all oh, I have. You know, that's we it. forgot to mention mm. uh, in college football, Marlo, uh, Bryce Young won the Heisman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we forget that. The most unpredictable thing ever. Yeah. Uh, the Heisman show is an hour long. It is brutal. Mm. Absolutely brutal. Oh, yeah. I guess the, the uh, cringeworthy. I didn't watch it. I just saw it, I saw it on Twitter. Um, Desmond Howard's comment with uh, what's, this, what's the Michigan State guy? Chris, uh, whatever oh, his uh, face. Uh, you Walker? see that? 
Yeah. Did you see that that part? No. Where he was. Oh man, I I'm gonna butcher it. Uh, but you gotta check it out because he's talking to him, and it was because it's like oh, he's like oh, and our big thing was to come back and beat. You know, I came back to beat Ohio State, and then ah, uh, you gotta watch it. I'm gonna butcher it. Just cut that whole part because that was not good. All right. <laughs> oh fuck! Why did I get this? Desmond Howard on Kenneth Walker. There's a tweet out about it. All right, I'm not gonna look it up now. All right, yeah. we'll look into it. Uh, get the research department on it. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Bryce Young one. That's what we I, I think we thought, and it's way too long to wait for for that reveal. Um, and we'll talk about bloated presentation shows in a moment here. Uh, that's all I got for uh, I guess that I forgot about that part. I could have put right. in the throw-ins. I should have waited for that. My bad. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for the NFL. So now we go to what everyone's been waiting for. Is it on Beck and Feet? We're talking about what is it? Beck and Feet? Is that the word? Anyways, I don't remember. America's favorite segment: Casey's Corner Kick. All right, here we go, Marlo. Uh, over the weekend, Liverpool with a one-zero victory over Aston Villa, and their manager, former Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard. Uh, a game in which, so Liverpool won one-zero on a PK. Salah won the PK, took the penalty kick, scored it. Uh, it was a penalty, but you always kind of you don't love to win. The, I mean, I guess they'll take it, but you'd rather get a a, a goal from from open play. Um, but we were the better team, so I guess it, I guess it was deserved. You would like to see a little bit of a better showing from from Liverpool, to be honest. Uh, midweek uh, this week, uh, there's midweek games. I guess I should say uh, Liverpool is playing Newcastle Thursday at two o'clock. Newcastle in a bit of a struggle. Uh, their new owners haven't been able to spend that money yet, so they're sitting down in the relegation zone with only ten points so far. Uh, so Liverpool will hopefully be able to come out with a good result there. And then Sunday they play Tottenham at ten thirty. Team in transition. Yeah, in seventh in the table. So could be a good result there. That's going to be 10.30 on your Sunday morning, uh, which you can watch as you're getting ready, setting your fantasy lineup and whatnot. Um, I, the other games, midweek game, Arsenal versus West Ham, I think is the most interesting uh, kind of midweek game. It's two teams who are in the top six, kind of vying for uh, the, the Champions League Europe-type Competition, and I think a game that will kind of tell you where both these both these teams are at in regards to each other and their their spots uh, there in the table. Uh, also happening today was the Champions League draw and then redraw. Uh, as I said, speaking of bloated shows, uh, these Champions League draws uh, it, they're just shows where guys uh, sit around talk for a while and then draw ping pong balls. Out of bowls to it just it, it when you break it down it looks so it feels so ridiculous, uh, but they drew all the matchups and then realized they messed up when they were picking for uh, Atletico's opponent they did not have the Manchester United ping pong ball in the bowl to be drawn, um, so they had to redo it. I, so I didn't really see. Or haven't found a good explanation of how it happened, but there are instances in which you can't be matched up against another uh, team. So uh, I think, for example, you can't be matched up against another English team. So if they were drawing for an English team, they would have taken out Manchester United, but they didn't put it back in. Uh, 
Uh, so they had to redo it. And of course, when they redid it, Atletico got Manchester United, which just seems, I don't want to say rigged, but it's very convenient uh, that they ended up getting Manchester United. And then in the redraw, other interesting matchups, PSG against Real Madrid. Uh, so I guess that's two of the biggest name clubs to the uh, top clubs in the world, uh, but also Messi getting another chance against, to go against Real Madrid, as well as Sergio Ramos, who played in Real Madrid for forever. Now in PSG, will face his former club. Uh, I already mentioned Atletico, Manchester United, and Liverpool is matched up against Inter, uh, who's probably on the harder end uh, or, or more challenging end of the draws, but still a draw that you expect Liverpool to advance from Inter being the defending champions although they had uh, of Italy, although they had to send sell some of their players, uh, notably Rom- Romeo Lukaku, um, essentially to not... <laughs> to make wages, I guess, into this year. So uh, still a formidable team, still one of the top teams in Italy, uh, but uh, maybe not as as, as challenging a matchup as they were last year. So something I kind of hope and expect Liverpool to, to go through. Uh, those games somehow, though, with the draw being today, are not going to be played until like mid-February. Somewhere we've got lots of time to schedule our, our trips to. Uh, these European locales to watch these games. There we go. That's the corner kick. That's it. That's it. Um. All right. I got something to add. No. Oh, wow. We- <laughs> uh. Yeah. So M- uh, MLS. Oh New yeah. York City, New York City FC beats Portland in penalties, just like your boys. Uh. What a game. What a match. Sorry. Not a game. What a match. Yeah. It was so I um, picked it up in extra time. Might have forgot it was on. <laughs> Got up in extra time, and extra time was just when people wonder why, like you look at it and go, oh, "Penalty is such a lame way to play." But when you watch this game, this the extra time of this game, everybody's just gassed out there. Like they can't, like it's just not soccer at some point right it, it, they're just too, the players were too tired they weren't really getting any kind of cohesion there was like an end to end sequence where it was at one goal mouth to the other like yeah but that's just because everybody was gassed and couldn't run anymore and then you might as well settle in penalties uh portland's penalties were absolutely dreadful i mean None of them were, I shouldn't say none of them, the majority of them were easily savable just to the down and to the left or the right of the keeper. It was, I mean, I wasn't really necessarily rooting for anybody and I was kind of annoyed at Manchester City who owns NYCFC, so I kind of wanted Portland to win. Um, although then you cut to the Portland fans and it's a bunch of dude and man, dudes with man buns and it's like, okay, great. Um yeah, it was a dramatic end, if nothing else, in NYC. FC lifts the MLS Cup. All right. Now that's a corner kick, my there friends. We go. There it is. Um, all right, so we'll finish up with Dorland's um, big one, NBA. Yeah, NBA. I just, you know, until the books start playing, to, playing better, um, I really want to talk about it. They lost to the Celtics today. They are 18 and 11, which I guess is fine. I think they're like second or third in the East, but I don't know. Just 
the Bucks don't seem into it yet. They seem like they're just kind of taking their time to round into form. So I'm going to take my time and round into watching the NBA. Gotcha. I will. Uh, I'll get back at it when the Bulls start actually playing games because yeah, well, everyone's in protocol. Don't even have enough field to team. So can't even practice. Cool. Can't even practice. So the NBA. There it is. Steph Curry it's, is closing on Ray Allen's record. We've been tracking this yeah. for a long time. It feels like, although it's probably only been a week. <laughs> um, yeah. There we go. That's, that's the it. NBA. That's, that's what's around the, the NBA. NBA. Oh, LeBron James said he had a really good game because he got some sleep. Con- and I really congrats. related. To, I really related to him. I'm like, that sounds nice. I would, I would love that. I would probably perform better if I got some <laughs> <cheesy> <laughs> sleep. Oh. But not to be. But not to be. All right. Well, any other throw-ins? <laughs> no. Get some sleep, kids. <laughs> You'll be better at stuff. Um. All right. Well, that will be it for myself. All right. Um, as always, you guys can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. And Casey, that'll be it for me until our soup or until our college bowl special. You got any last words? Well, until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>